0: These
1: are ridiculous. These guys are ridiculous. Now, how about them damn Celtics? And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Wednesday, February 14th. Just wrapped up talk and see If you'd like to hear our pod with Bobby Kravitzki of SI Media Group, you can check it up. That went out yesterday afternoon. Uh, obviously, the Celtics play the Nets again tonight on the second half of a back-to-back. We discussed the first game on the channel yesterday. Went out at five a.m. Uh, and at current present, it is twelve noon. So we haven't watched the other game yet. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Sam, how are you doing? I, I think I know the answer. Hurt, Hurting. You just got a cold. Like what is it?
0: I don't know what I got. Whatever it is, has slowly gotten worse as the day got. Is it a headache?
1: Headache problem? The, is that the issue? Dry throats Hmm. Tough, let's tough, it's gonna line get worse.
0: <laughs> Good luck. I mean, I would, I, I'm not even enjoying being sick, I'm not home.
1: Yeah, it's tough, it's not a fun yeah. one, but uh, all right, well, let's let's throw it over to our future selves and see if future save is feeling any better after the Nets game. <laughs> all right, we are here after the Celtics Nets game, uh, they they whomped them. Uh, There's no other way to intro this game. The Celtics absolutely (laughs) destroyed the Brooklyn Nets. They They played the game
0: that I visualize every time before the Celtics play. I'm like, they should do this.
1: The Celtics play the brand of basketball that is unattainable on a nightly basis. But every once in a while, this team is good enough to show up uh, and do it on the court. And that's exactly what they did. They beat them. Final score of 136 to 86, 50-point win. Uh, every single player in the Celtics was a positive plus-minus, and all but three were a plus-10 or better, including two 40-plus plus-minuses on the team, which is obscene. Shout-out to D. White and Sam Hauser, who were plus 40 for Hauser, plus 44 for Derek White. Th- this ridiculous. <laughs> <They> <laughs> this is a, I mean, an this insane is how game games should finish. go. Yeah, this was nuts. Nets this was-
0: ass, just terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw people tweeting today about all the trades they didn't make. Couldn't agree more. Like, dumbass Sean Marks should have just traded everybody for all the picks. <laughs> uh yeah. No, I mean, listen, the Celtics played great ball from the jump today. They got off to a hot start, never took their foot off the gas. And as dumb as it might sound, this game, coming right before the All-Star break, It shows you the difference between a good team, Celtics, and a team that is not good, the Nets. And here's why. (laughs) Besides the 50 points, uh, the Celtics buckled down and said, we are going to go and give it everything we have. The final game before we all go on vacation for a bit. And the Nets said, get me to vacation, baby. I'm not showing up for nothing today. I think Mikhail Bridges was their leading scorer with 10 points, at least for the majority of the game. He had 10 points. They kept showing him on the bottom with the, with the game leaders. It was Derek White who had Trendon Watford, and Richard passed him.
1: Yeah, Trendon Watford finished with 15 off the bench in his 25 minutes, but outside of that, it was Bridges with 10, yeah. Yeah. So,
0: good on the Celtics, really, is my point. They kept their focus. This has been a staple of the week, I would say, is maintaining focus despite the situation. Um, we've had three different instances of this now. The Miami game was a great one because... They weren't making shots, managed to close the game because they stayed focused. How many times can I say this to you this week, Jack? Because they stayed focused and played defense and got stops and hustled the Heat. Then on Tuesday in Brooklyn, they again fend off a late charge from the Nets. They get their baskets. They get enough stops at the end of the game. And then today... They focus on a day where I don't know if anybody expected them to be focused. There was a lot of chatter. I mean, as soon as we started the pregame stream today, Jack, you said, I'm not really sure if the fans are even going to come out and give us a real performance tonight in the pregame in the arena. Never mind the team. And the team came out 1 by 50. It rolled.
1: Yeah. Uh, like, this. this was perhaps the best defense the Celtics have played all season. Like, they were... In that first quarter, they were cutting off every single passing lane the Nets wanted to make. Like, they would set off ball screens and try to get guys open. Celtics cut it off. They they were running around screens. Celtics cut it off. Like, the the Nets had 15 points in the first and 17 in the second. They had 55 into three. Like, they had nothing. They made 31 shots. 31 shots. That's insane. They they were completely shut down. They they shot 38% from field, 32% from deep, made 31 shots, 27 assists on those shots. So, sharing the rock credit i suppose but like for context the, Celt- the Celtics made 21 more shots than the nets that's ridiculous that shouldn't happen in a professional basketball game the Celtics made this team look like an aau team like th- this is this was ridiculous and and credit to every single player on the Celtics Derek White, phenomenal game. 10 to 16, 5 of 10, great game. Jason Tatum, 7-16, 2-7. Didn't shoot well from three. Didn't matter. He had nine assists seven <laughs> rebounds. Carried over what happened the in the last Nets game. Exactly. Because it didn't matter. Sam Hauser, great game. Five of eight, four seven. Sam finally got his Hauser and Pritchard both play well game. Eleven to sixteen, finally. 6 of 9 it's, o- it's only game
0: fifty-four.
1: <laughs> Pritchard absolutely took over the fourth quarter. She killed them all. Luke Cornette, great game. Eight and eight. Three assists, three blocks, one steal. Nimish Keita played fine. Uh, O'Shea set hit a three and did a super cool and one. Drew Holiday His didn't have to do anything. Too,
0: Drew, Drew Holiday
1: had Drew Holiday had three points. <laughs> he, he didn't have to do anything. He literally just was out there playing solid defense. Had some rebounds, had some assists. Didn't matter. Porzingis, nine shots, 15 points, got hurt a little bit. He said he's fine. Joe said he's fine. He'll be fine. That was fine. A week anyway. Yep, Kylo wanted to. Nemejchiketa was fine, eight and four. Literally, the only p- person on the Celtics not to score a point was Jordan Walsh. <laughs> he was trying. Catastrophic day he for Jordan Walsh. Minutes. Yeah, because <laughs> the the man.
0: thing is, like you said, he played real minutes, so you can't even come out here and be like, "Well, he only he didn't get in until there was three minutes left." Like, nah, this man played what twenty minutes today, eighteen minutes 18, today. Yeah, yeah. So he he had plenty of opportunities to put the ball in the basket. It didn't happen. You could tell he was kind of like excited to be out there in real minutes. Like he went at Schroeder on a fast break, got stripped, lost the ball on a layup and then went up and threw it off the inside of the rim. He had a couple where he was going inside and just couldn't hold onto the ball. And then he missed some threes. But Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he tried to impact the game in other ways to his credit. Like I think he had a block. He had a couple rebounds. He got out and ran. He was, looking like he could fit into the offense in terms of actually running the plays, setting screens, making the correct passes. Yeah. He just couldn't, he couldn't find the bottom of that suck to see for Jordan Walsh. I was so excited. And I think everybody was when he checked in early today, we were like, Oh man, like maybe and then he got a foul off like 10 points.
1: And then he got called for a foul immediately. The refs were just like, nah, it's foul. This guy's in the game. Like only foul, foul. They called today. <laughs> I know either <laughs> he way. Had three. He had three fouls. He <laughs> led the game in fouls. Trenin Watford had four, but you led the Celtics foul, tied with Keta. Um, this was just great. This was this was a great way to go in the break. The vibes are high. Um, everyone's very happy. And Sam, I know you probably didn't notice. I actually listened to Sam and asked a question about a tweet of yours today. Did you? <laughs> I did. I was asked it, Joe Mazzulla if he would it... wear a headband on the sidelines. <laughs>
0: What did he say? <laughs> no. <laughs> good for you. Well, I'm him, proud
1: like, of you. I was, I was asking about, like, I'm going to write an article about the importance of, like, having fun while you're also good. Because, like, he had that thing where he told jokes in the huddle. And, like, yeah. I asked Derek White. I'm like, it feels like, obviously, Boston fans are harsh. And it's tough to grasp Boy, the concept nice. of, like, like Joe Mazzola said, fun can be sometimes viewed as a distraction. But, like, in an 82-game season, like, you have to be able to have fun. Like, this is a game when it comes down to it. and Derek White gave me a great answer but I was asking Joe about the concept of like having fun and the importance of it. Um, and like asked him about D white and Jason Tatum wearing super cool headbands. And, uh, he said, you know, it's good that they can have fun, blah, blah, blah. And I said, would you wear a headband on the sidelines? Like people are want to know, people want to know. And he said, no, I don't think so. But then he went on this whole thing where he was like, uh, talking about how different coaches, um, wear different things on the sideline. And he was like, yeah, hockey coaches wear suits, baseball guys wear hats. You know, football coaches wear uh, hoodies and that's hats. A, I'd like to wear. A ho- He's like, he goes like, I'd like to wear a hoodie and a hat on the sideline. But apparently that's not allowed. Uh, so <laughs> Joe is has uh, another jays, elite though, on his feet. That he does. He does, you should have been like,
0: unported. follow up to the headband. Would you check in? <laughs> People are asking, like, multiple podcasts, talk and sees. How about the Celtics pregame show? Both times it was mentioned. What if Missoula checks himself into the game? We know you played D one Final Four. Like, what do you think? Day like today. He said he
1: wore. He said he wore a headband in college and/or high school, and I can't. I haven't found a single photo, so he's lying. <laughs> I don't know if he lied
0: to me. I don't know. I've seen like two pictures from high school, but uh, good, good for part. you. Are you getting comfortable?
1: I tried. He laughed. I guess it was, it was like it's. Tension's then, pretty low when they win by fifty. Yeah, it's easy now. And I asked Christophs a similar thing. And I said, Christophs, you've been smiling since he got here. Like, how fun is it to be where on the this fuck team? is your head? And then Abby funny. asked him. A- <laughs> yeah, right. And then Abby asked him a question later, like, how's it been messing with the guys? And he goes, I mean, somebody asked me over here, like, I've been smiling since I got here. <laughs> like, it's crazy. <great. laughs> like that dude can't get enough of this shit, man. Christophs, what uh, do you no, think of is- the
0: uh <laughs> the nickname for you, the rescue puppy? Thoughts. <laughs>
1: maybe not that comfortable
0: this would have been the greatest game for me to be at you would, a... have asked, you would have asked joe the headband question i would have been like my turn and it would have <laughs> been you see what cam very asked poor d. White? no
1: cam asked d white so let me let me find the uh the proper transcription of it cam asked eric white um <laughs> do you have any advice for people on valentine's day looking to woo a partner uh, Derek White laughed. <laughs> he goes, uh, Pop used to always say you shouldn't just do something on Valentine's Day. He said, Just be a good that's guy. Right, buy some dude. flowers. That's I'm right. not a flowers guy, so don't ask my wife. But, yeah, buy some flowers. <laughs> and then Abby goes, and well, then he went on and he said, uh, And apparently you're supposed to buy gifts from your kids, too. I didn't know that. So that's my bad. And I'll learn next year. And then Abby goes, Yeah, you got to buy the, the flowers and, you know, got to get the gifts from your kids. And D. White, are, are you salty? Like, what is <laughs> <laughs> just call that happy chip post game. Yeah, uh, it was, I, it was... I was
0: talking about Valentine's Day this week. I was like, "Well, this day is really about you. <laughs> it's about us. No, it's
1: not. No, no, it's not. It is With not all true. due respect. Um, no, this was it was a great game. The reason we we're able to fuck around and talk about this, like they they fucking killed him. Like, what yeah. <laughs> they job. murdered them. The,
0: like I said, great this game. is the game I envision every time. I'm like, just do this. Like it's not that hard. Get stopped. Dude, they picked him apart.
1: It's there easy was work. one play. I'm going to try to find this play quick, and then we can wrap up. There was okay. one play on offense that I think summed up the night for the Celtics. I think it was in the first or second quarter. And I forget who made the shot, but they let, ran, like, four different off-ball screens. And then somebody ended up cutting inside and finding, it, like, a, a pass and and just getting an open layup. Or this was another one, too. Here, let's just let's – like, Nets were lost, dude. Like, they had no chance. So here's here's – this play first of all like watch this screen two on tatum dumps into hauser finds holiday in the corner swing swing <laughs> wide fucking open like this was the whole night <laughs> this was yeah. the entire night was just yep <laughs> easy <laughs> sorry you can't do anything oh i'm gonna set a screen to slip see you later open <laughs> just like dude they were they were picking them apart they were done i mean this is in the first quarter I had enough like no, like I don't think I'm gonna be able to find the super cool shot that I wanted to, but uh, here's a super cool Cornette dunk if you'd like. Um, anyways, you see Cornette singing Whitney Houston on the sideline, yeah, I sure did. I love it. This was great vibes, phenomenal vibes to the Cornette point where
0: nothing after getting a snatch block, mic'd up, did not say you talked
1: we about a snatch block recently. We right. were talking about, um, yeah, we said, uh, shit. I forget what the context was, but someone was like, "It was oh, when we, we were, were talking, talking about,
0: about um, how they lead to offensive rebounds," and I was like, "It's not that hard; just do a
1: snatch block." <laughs> he did. He did it. Yeah. Respect. Good. Dude, uh, this yeah. is. <laughs> this was great. This is super fun to the point where I don't even have a rat list. Like they just <laughs> like I have nothing to complain yeah, about.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, and just telling you guys now, there was not much of it. The... I mean, uh, we had a little bit, but it... I was rushed. I played video
1: games. <laughs> We had a busy, busy pod today. Anyways, is that it? Like, this is a shorter pod, but we can't help it. Like, they just killed him. They whomped him. See you later. Murdered him. All right. Well, thank you all. I was about to do an outro. Throw it to the rest of the show.
0: The NFL season is wrapping up, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Now, the app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and make your first bet a layup, FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
1: All right, we are back after the Nets game. Uh, obviously, we don't know how it went, but we can jump right in uh, to what happened in the first Nets game, I suppose. So before that game, there was this whole war, I guess, kind of on Twitter uh, of post-ups, about post-ups. Jake from First of Floor, who we watched the first Nets game with uh, on the playback, um, posted a tweet or he tweeted, uh a response to Kendrick Perkins who went on some ESPN show saying the Celtics need to post up more. So the Celtics don't post up enough blah 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 and Jake pointed out they're second in the league in post ups per game and they're first in efficiency. What are you talking about? Hmm. Then Perk got into a Twitter war with Greeny who was on Jake's side and then they like got on a call to like hash things out which is just like weird and unnecessary <laughs> but sure. Uh and then the Celtics came out in the Nets game and just posted up everybody in the first five minutes of the game. They, they were going to post up, to post up, post up, post up, post up. And then after the game, Joe was asked about it, and he goes, yeah, I feel like we didn't do it enough. And he goes, why? And he goes, I'm joking. We're second in the league in post-ups. What do you want? <laughs> so he's just fucking with Perk. Um, Celtics are good at post-ups. I think they also understand that like you need to diversify the offense past that and then go to that in the important spots, and I think they've done a pretty good job at that this year. Um, but yeah, it was it was a funny... like. Uh, avengers warfare on twitter for a little while there yesterday
0: (laughs) i mean i'm a fan of the post-ups of course uh i've been saying please post up more forever uh over the summer i was very excited about the porzingis edition i wrote about it for celtics blog how he can kind of do what horford used to do when he was in his prime which was post up and be good at it and he's done that and we've also seen uh tatum do a lot more of it too so The efficiency being first does not surprise me. I don't think the usage surprised me either. It does feel like they've done it more. It feels like it's been an emphasis. It feels like they've improved on it, which is great. Do I think it's outrageous to say they could do it more? Not really, but I'm the king of, I think they should do things more. I, I want them to be as good as they can be. And I think the post is a really great way for them to do that because as I've said many times before, you get almost an automatic double. Uncertain certain players if you post up. Somebody's open for free. All you have to do is pass to the guy with his back to the basket. And they've done a good job of that. Yesterday in Brooklyn, as you're hearing this, uh, two days ago, Tatum was posting up. Two guys were coming in before he even caught the ball. And then they were able to find the open guy. Guys were getting open on the short roll because Tatum was drawing so much attention. They've used it to perfection this year. And I have no problem with the way that they've utilized it. And if you want to do more of that, Why not? It rules. And, to actually agree with Perk, Joe spitefully ran a bunch of post-ups at the beginning of the game, and the Celtics jumped out to a lead very fast.
1: That they did. I think they've done a good job at post-ups. I'd be curious to see how their... I don't know what the word is. Like, how often they go to post-ups in the first quarter versus the rest of the game is. Um, If it's even, are they doing it more in certain quarters or not? Um, I do think there is... A point to be had of I mean they're posting up Cam Thomas most of the time in the Nets game like you're not yeah. always going to have a Cam Thomas you can post up uh, in opposing lineups uh, and I, I do think it is important to have other forms of offense rather than just post ups and the Celtics have proved that um, but this notion that they're just a three point team I think needs to die because they are not anymore and they haven't been no, in a long I wouldn't time say they are. And I'm not saying you're saying that either but a lot of people still do
0: So I know Perk said that that was one of his big look how smart I am moments on the clip,
1: but no, I, he I said that in the clip bad. that they're just a three point team.
0: I think that was part of what sparked all everybody. Mad. I think he was like, yeah, like all they do is shoot threes. They need to add more layers to their game, <laughs> which would have been true. If you said it, I don't know. What's it? February eight months ago, but now yeah. I don't really know not how true even. that is.
1: Yeah. Not even there. I feel like they've been posting up more all season. Like, That's and the I only mean. reason they were, Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't,
0: just they have been posting up quite a bit this season. They've done a great job. Tatum has been oh, great. Oh, post- I thought you
1: said, if you said that, like, beginning of the season. I I, I didn't. No, I meant, way before the season started. 100%. No, I agree. But, yeah, they're second in the league in post-ups behind Jokic, which is like, of course, they're going to post. Excuse me. They are second in frequency. They're top of the league in points per possession on post-ups. They are top of the league in points scored off post-ups per game. They are third in the league in field goals attempted out of the post uh, this season. They are like every metric you could possibly look at for the Celtics for posts is like they're doing it a lot this season. They are the best post up team in the league by percentile. Like, what do you what do you want from them, Perk? (laughs) What the hell? Like, They do it literally more and more effectively than every team in the NBA. Um, I think people are just so used to the narrative that they shoot a lot of threes because they do that and shoot a lot of threes that it like it gets lost in translation but you, you see them do it like for every jb mid-range there is it spawns out of a post up for every jt driving on a smaller guy and kicking out like it usually ends up in a post up for every kp at the free throw line he's posting up porford's been doing it more this year which i know you've talked about it like drew holiday posted up cam thomas like six times yesterday like he's he got a big body he post yeah i think he leads guards in post ups this year let me let me i'll fact check myself but like Everybody on the Celtics team, outside of maybe Derek White, I don't. I don't think Derek White's too eager to be posting up. But <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> um, they've been doing a lot. Like uh, that narrative, it doesn't make too much sense to me. Um, In the last Drew holiday, season. last yeah. season, you could say it. The only
0: guy I was posted up last year was Marcus. Is it? Yeah, hundred percent. This year, not fair. Can't say it at all.
1: <coughs> I of Agree. Perk. I agree. Uh, all right. Next thing we got. Uh, is Joe Missoula calling out the NBA, which mm-hmm. I, I think, Sam, you agree with this. Uh, Joe Mazzullo was asked about Derek White and Kristaps Porzingis not making the All-Star team. His response, <laughs> clearly winning's not important, huh? Uh, winning's not valued. That's my reaction. How could you not put both those guys in? It's just winning's not the most important thing in the league. They're two guys, and when he was asked about like their reaction, are they upset, et cetera, he goes, they're two guys that get it at the end of the day. They're guys that have been around. They just want to play the right way. They want to be a part of winning, and winning is the most important thing to those two guys. At the end of the day, that's really... Kind of all that matters when it comes to that, which is the good mindset. But Joe basically saying it's bullshit.
0: <laughs> I agree. I, I don't think that either one of those guys should have gotten in over take your pick. I mean, I think at least one of Porzingis slash White should have got in instead of you 100%. Know, Scotty I agree. Barnes. I, I don't think those guys, you, you can talk about the stats of Trey Young all you want. And I, I agree with you. If you put Trey on the right team, he's going to be able to be hidden on defense a bit better, a.k.a. the Spurs. But, I mean, we're not talking about hypotheticals. We're talking about real life. We're talking about today. And the Hawks are not a winning team. The Raptors are not a winning team. And for, I mean, what what is Scotty Barnes putting up this year, Jack? Do you have it? No, I'll keep talking if you need to look it up. But
1: No, I got it. He is putting up this year 20 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, and 47-36 splits.
0: Literally don't care. I mean, poor Zingas is doing very similar stuff. Mm -hmm. and he's doing it as a third option. And I think it's not perfect. And and Scotty Barnes is being asked to do everything for the Raptors, and he's (laughs) supposed to be the guy going forward and he's somebody they maybe want to market in Canada, which could be why Silver put him in there, because it was Silver's choice. But for somebody like Porzingis and Derek White not to get acknowledged in this, it kind of sucks, because Porzingis (laughs) is playing some of the best basketball of his career. He's shooting a career high from the field. He's been... Still efficient from three. Not as good as last year, but still good. And he's been healthy. Like, he's missed 14 games, but he's not sidelined. He's not – I mean, Embiid got in, and Embiid missed plenty of games too. And, of course, he's Embiid, and he would have been the MVP probably if he didn't hurt his knee again, slash hit the games out quota. But, you know, somebody else being in there over those two is just ridiculous, I think.
1: I I think – I'm more okay with Trey Young just because of how, like, it's kind of the Luca thing, right? Although they're worse. Like, he is, without that team, that team's, like, horrendous. They're terrible. Uh, and he's putting up, like, the stats to warrant, excuse me, an all-star selection. And the efficiency has now matched his stats. And he's been on fire. So I- I'm okay with Trey Young there's no reason Scotty Barnes should be in over either of those players. There's no right. reason Scotty Barnes should be in over Jimmy Butler. There's no reason he should be in over some of these other guys, other right. teams who got one th- like mm-hmm. Scotty Barnes and respect to Scotty Barnes. He's having a great season comparison, right? Like he he should be in the most improved conversations. He should be in the, you know, uh, some, some of these other nods he could potentially get. He, he's a good player. He's playing great this year. He's just not an all-star in compared in comparison to some of these other guys. The Celtics are 42 and 12 right now. Hmm. Like, and you tell me that Scotty Barnes, the Raptors are 16 games below 500, right? 16 ga- Like, trailing is at six games. There's usually one or two All-Stars who get in on one of those teams who are like five, six games below in the 10-90. Like, when Vooch was making it for the Magic, because he was so far and away the best player on that team, putting up great stats, they were just, like, kind of competitive, kind of not. Like, you look out West, and you look at – I mean, it's not Steph Curry, but, like, Steph Curry's. The Warriors are bad, right? They, they brought it back a little bit, but yeah. – they they weren't Warriors great at the time of the selection, right? You can un, you can get there with Trae, at least. I can't get there with Scotty Barnes. Like there's just no reason. like I mean his his numbers are
0: not overwhelmingly better than either one of those guys. No, I mean, and I would White's to look down to like 15 points a game. But Porzingis is right around 20 and he's efficient and he grabs rebounds and he blocks shots.
1: When is the last time a player on this bad of a team made the all-star game? This is like really bad. Like, they're 19 and 35. I can't remember a uh, time. Like, what were the standings last year? Let me see. Trey Young, see young if I can the, it is
0: a starter before. I don't know if they were good or not that year.
1: Um, yeah. Because made it on bad teams. But, like, uh, 16 games below is next level terrible. Like, that, like, you know who was 16 games below last year? The Blazers. You know who didn't make the All Star team last year? Dame. Yeah. How, so how is Scotty getting it? Well, he, like, he babe, missed a lot
0: of time, I think, too. I could you know, be wrong, right? Like,
1: <clears throat> no, I think you're right. But like Tyrese Halliburton made it last year and they ended the season 12 games below. Maybe that's the closest, but I think they were a little better at the time, definitely. Um, Like two years ago, the Knicks in 21- yeah, 21, like
0: Tyrese I, won out and they got bad. That's why they're bad. It's not because he was playing.
1: The Lakers, maybe, two years ago, 21-22. They finished the year 16 below 500. But even then, I think they were a little better at the break. And then they fell. I, Scotty Barnes shouldn't be an all-star. Joe Missoula has it right. That's the end of the discussion. Like, it's crap. It's a it's fact. Gone. Was was a fact when it happened, too. <laughs> 100%. I agree. Scotty Barnes never, never should have happened. But next thing we got, uh, the Celtics bullied Ben Simmons into not playing tonight. <laughs> so, uh, Ben Simmons played in the first Nets game. He has been ruled out for the second Nets game. And the Celtics intentionally fouled the shit out of Ben Simmons in the second quarter, um, in the first Nets game, uh, and then oh. he said, "Nope, not playing." And Scal apparently on the broadcast theorized that he intentionally fouled to get himself out of that game, so he wouldn't have mm. to go to the free throw line anymore. Uh, what did see. he? What did he end up shooting? I think he ended up shooting like four three six, eight, three to six. He, he shot fifty percent because he always missed the first one and always made the second one. So, like I said on the playback, like Ain't credit learned. for learning from his Quite mistakes. Learned. But uh. Do you really think this is what it is, or do you think it is a back to back thing? Because it, as much as it is fun and easy to just make fun of Ben Simmons, like he probably is not playing back to backs, and I'd have to look. But it is like, this is like, it's so funny.
0: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Jock Vaughn came out in in the post game press, and I think that's how everyone knows that he's not going to play today.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That being said, I think it might be a predetermined schedule. Hey, you're going to sit, but that's no fun. When yeah. when you're Ben Simmons and you have the history that you have of being, uh, not very mentally strong slash a bad free throw shooter slash the 2021 playoffs when he literally didn't want to go to the basket because he was shooting 33 percent from the line against the Hawks, and then you're getting Hackashack tacked at Hackashack Simmons didn't all of a sudden you want to play, buddy? In his defense, he never wants to play, but you know, it's coincidence that you know Missoula plays volleyball. I don't know. I think it it's funny. funny. I I would be curious to what Joe would have to say about that. I bet he would say shoot free throws better, buddy. Probably what he would
1: say. Yeah. I wonder if uh he has been playing back to back. I want to look at that now because that's probably the real answer. But like you said, that's not it's no fun. Yeah, like I want to I want to make fun. Don't even him. look. I don't think it's about don't You're, look. Not bad. Yeah, yeah, Just don't. look. He's just be be better. Be don't be afraid. Play the game. Uh, okay. They were hack both people, though. Nick Claxon was getting the, the hack a shack too, which was funny. You see what Luke did? He literally just gave him a hug at half court. <laughs> I
0: did not so, see
1: that. It was fire. Uh do you want me to pull up the clip? For, I mean, I, you can picture it in your head. He, just, he hugged him. He just goes, You gave him a hug, and then you let go. And Claxon was like, yeah. get off me. He's like, hey, I'm, just, I'm just doing an tall man. <laughs> Luke's so sick, man. I love him. All right. Let's jump right over the email. Let's see what people are talking about. Let's see. Let's uh, see. Who's interacting? I'll change the brand to Inpop and head to the wheel first. And uh got one more in me. Vince Carter, Timo. Today's the day. Finally paid off for your brother. You're the only one that entered. Timo, spin that wheel. Who's winning some in Timo, if you don't listen to this you don't hear us tell you what to do, then it is your own fault. But Timo finally did it finally is one beat the allegations uh send us an email at hbtcpod at gmail.com uh with your name phone number uh and we'll get you hooked up with a ten dollar gift card to in puppy so shout out timo you made it send us that email we'll get you linked up for a ten dollar gift card so let's jump to the email i almost shared my screen for my personal email not good rj first what's popping i'll take potpourri for four hundred dollars hey guys just a few random questions for you all right we'll answer these one by one Robinson committed a foul on JB, a flagrant one. Then it should have been called. Wait, and JB a flagrant one. That should have been called the KP and Bam respectively. Bringing your t- bringing your forearm up through somebody's nuts is a lot of things, but it isn't a basketball move. Uh I still think they were different. I still think it's may- maybe Bam should have gotten called for a flagrant after the fact, but I, I think the intent is needs to be taken into account. Like I don't think Bam started that move intentionally trying to hit KP in the nuts. I think Brown started that move intentionally trying to fling Duncan Robinson.
0: Well, I also think they'd look at the Bam thing and seeing the angle that we all got to see on Twitter in slow motion where it was like, hey, look, he low blowed him like he was in uh, professional wrestling. Like,
1: oh, yeah, probably Mm a flagrant. Unfortunately, also part of it was like KP didn't flop. If KP went down, they would have reviewed it. Bam would have gotten the flagrant. Duncan went down not that Duncan shouldn't have gone down he did get flung by the arm but like KP just handled it better I guess so that's that's how the NBA is called nowadays unfortunately mm-hmm. uh Ben Simmons may be the generation's version of Bill Walton a gifted player whose career potentially is never fully realized due to his medical history I think that's a bit disrespectful to Bill Walton
0: yeah <laughs> Bill Walton led a team <laughs> to a championship when he was healthy
1: mm-hmm. I don't know if Sims do that, but I see the comparison. If Luke Payton and Sam Hauser, respect the parentheses, Thank were you. the Dunn Kings, which one is Brady, which one is Affleck? My vote is Luke for Brady, Pritchard, Pritchard's Ben, which would leave Sam as uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I, I agree with that. I think Luke uh, – no, I think Luke is Affleck. I think he is the main character syndrome. Take all the attention, guy. I think uh, Pritchard, Yeah, Pritchard,
0: Pritchard would just be
1: – I think Pritchard
0: yeah. would be Matt Damon, actually. He'd be kind of annoyed that he was involved.
1: Okay, yeah, I'll back that, and Hauser right. can be Brady Kind of like, yeah, I'll back you, Luke But I I yeah. think Luke is the center of attention Just him shooting
0: threes through the, <laughs> the Dunkin' Donut Not missing
1: uh, With cat math affecting roster building or rebuilding Which current playoff teams do you think are the most likely To get stuck in mismanagement hell over the few years? Ooh, that's Lakers. a good question That's a good question Lakers, I think, are already there to a degree Clippers uh, Potentially, yeah, once these guys fall out Here, I'll share the standings just for now Um Philly, if Embiid doesn't come back, right? But they have Maxi pretty okay. Um, that's a great question. Golden State is close to it. They're approaching that territory. Phoenix, for sure. Um, <clears throat> What is this? Oh, I'm in the wrong year. I was like, what does it say? My bad. Thank you. Um Fucker. Well, you just said year. I don't fucking... I said it's the wrong year. I didn't hear you. You mumbled yeah. in the first part. <laughs> Uh, uh,
0: other teams, I think Cleveland might end up getting screwed here.
1: Milwaukee, Milwaukee's. Oh yeah, the Dame contract's terrible. <laughs> That's gonna be rough. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I think New York's in a good spot. I think Cleveland's in a good spot, depending on the Mitchell thing. I think Miami's in a good spot. I think Mitchell's he's, gonna leave. It's just what I think. Indiana's in a spot, but even if he does leave, like realistically, they'll still be okay. Like they've got good players past him. It's just Bird rights. Kind of need that, yeah. <laughs> okay, Miami will chilling. be in trouble. I think eventually. Uh, I think they're all right. I think Bam and Hero's contracts are both good. Maybe Jimmy's is going to get bad, but that's one. I, I think they're. I think if they were any other organization with those contracts, they would be in trouble. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think they'll they'll they're find true. a way. They'll find a way. Uh, Bulls are screwed, but they've been screwed. <clears throat> wizards. Everyone else is pretty okay. Wizards are just the wizards. Pool right? contracts not looking better by the day. No. Uh I think it's about they're it. on a playoff team though. I think the rest of the teams are all right. I think everyone's not too many teams. Minnesota, I worry about sustainability with those contracts, but we'll see what happens. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Next, uh, Finally, do you think there are enough therapists in the Northeast to help all of Celtics Twitter get over their collective PTSD about the Celtics? The only thing I've yet to see is someone griping that JB ties his shoes the wrong way. Any anyway, well, be well. I look forward to you hosting a playback, which we did. Thanks, RJ. Uh, be well, RJ. Uh, no, there's not enough therapists in the Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> this fan base is sick and it's for the best reasons, but <clears throat> Yes. Yeah. everyone's mm, Sam is, is, this is Halloween. Sam's just playing oh, this fan base. Oh, <laughs> all, all around sick. <laughs> What's popping from RJ? My favorite colors of Celtics favorite flavors. Excuse me of Celtics fandom rivalries. Morning guys. Sun is up in San Francisco the city by the bay that apparently has disappointed you by this time by not winning a championship, yeah. please. Nope. Just no pleasing some people. Since Celtics Twitter has been up in arms and testicles too the last two days, thought I'd share how I root for the Celtics, what I like in fandom, and why I enjoy y'all and the HBTC crowd so much. First off, I root for my team to do well. I know that sounds like an obvious fan thing, but there are a lot of folks who love to endlessly ride the misery train with reserved seats in the what-did-they-do-wrong caboose. Uh, I want to see my guys do well, learn, um, learn to do better, play well together, and win. I like chatting with folks with similar mindsets. Oops, Missoula drinking game, take a sip. Uh, I'm also a huge fan of breaking down player and team performances to see what they did right or wrong. Yes. I'm that stat head who gets cranky when the numbers in a gate, uh, don't add up. More importantly, I want data to be used to answer performance questions and not just justify my biases. That's why I've been a fan of writing on Celtics blog for so long. Lastly, fandom should bring people together, from Pete his jerseys to YouTube 2 and Matt the Rat to the love of balloons of the 1st of the floor folks in HBTC fandom. shout out to Latvi and Pete, Timo, Phillip, uh Perpetual Birthday Heart, and even our relentless Knicks lover, Andrew, who share their own enjoyable madness to the mix. Y'all are doing a great job, even as everyone is struggling with Is it the All-Star Break Yet Blues? Keep it up, be well. Thanks, RJ. That's Thank sad. you, RJ. I love that. That was, that was a great email. We try our best. Um, We're here no matter what. This the comments what are saying I say it every time, but it is insane that there's like – what like 50 people now who consistently come and comment on our videos like even if that's a small number like in the grand scheme things up nuts from philip speaking of the birthday boy cognitive dissonance hey fellas (laughs) thank you for the river of content you guys and bobby produce i teach consumer psychology and inevitably the hardest topic for college students to understand is cognitive dissonance apparently i can't say to you Basically, we all walk around thinking we're purely rational, but there are frequent instances when we aren't, specifically when we do not like the reality we're presented with because it conflicts with our attitudes or behavior. We lie to ourselves. JB's arm jerk of Duncan is a great example. Fans don't want to believe our team or JB is in the wrong, so they tell themselves Duncan was out of line. He deserved it. It was a total accident, and there's no way it could have injured Duncan. Sorry, but those aren't rational takes. Those are wishful, mm-hmm. irrational thoughts that are absolve you from change. We all do this sometimes. The mature, confident thing to do is recognize reality for what it is and change your perception if you have to. That's what you guys and bobby did and i applaud it best which is fill the birthday boy yeah i think it's part of our job I, I feel like part of our job is to be objective and part of our job is to be irrational and i think we balance it well uh, yeah
0: <laughs> that's why we're both on the show too but also i think we can both turn both sides on and off that's
1: what i'm saying yeah 100 that, that yeah. wasn't me taking a shot at you that was jenny no no no, no.
0: It, i know it wasn't but um we we both have like read the room thing with this like it's yeah it's kind of serious like duncan robinson could have literally got hurt like, he could have got really hurt. been hurt yeah mm. and i don't think both sides like overly crying is necessary but like i said crying power rankings heat fans deserve to cry more than Celtics fans do so that's just yeah. what it is
1: I agree and uh glad that duncan robinson wasn't hurt as well yeah. um New England all right, next email respect <laughs> absolutely Who's playing really well this season, by the way? What's popping? midseason? season morning, gents. It was fun to watch the playback with Jake from first to floor during the Nets game. Can't wait for your next hosting gig. With the All-Star break almost here, there's lots uh, of talk about players just making the time, or just marking time, to get their long weekend. With all the content you put out, especially on slow news, non-game days, how do you fight off the mid-year doldrums? What are your curveballs, and how do you get back to podcasting with the mindset of intentionality? Sorry, been binging Coach Mack, Maz Pressers, Be Well, RJ. Uh, I think, I think the rat list is like that. Like growth balance.
0: Like we yeah. see it doing well. It's much easier to sit down and do three shows in a day and all that. But when it gets slow, you get frustrated. We used to do it. You know, it's part of the process. And I think the mm-hmm. year we've had is very helpful to that too. Like a lot of new people. Like RJ hasn't been here for a year. And he found us in the summer, but he's locked in. He's consistent with us, and we appreciate him so much. So, mm-hmm. like the amount of people like RJ that have come and watched us and stuck around makes it easier to do all this.
1: I feel like we're perpetually in a state of a, this is going to sound weird, but I'll explain like a, a play in team where the sense of like, like a young playing team. you don't care. <laughs> sure. like, well, yeah. They got places to go. Like the Celtics are the best team in the league. They're going to continue the best team in the league, no matter if they take a few games off or not. If we take a few games off, like it affects yeah. the channel. Like Can't that's do the reason it. we haven't taken a game off since, since June we have posted every single day on this channel. Since at least once, at least once, sometimes multiple times a day. And if we don't post, then it affects our channel's growth, it affects the consistency, and affects the expectations we've set with you guys. And on top of all of that, like, I just enjoy it. Like, I really enjoy what we're doing. I know Sam does too. Like, we've been doing this for four and a half, almost, you know, four four and a few months now. Like, there's a reason we haven't stopped. Like, we started end of 2019, and then we took a little break when COVID started. But then since May, like when the bubble started up, posting at least once a week. And then since June last year, every single day. Like we've been here, and it's just I don't know. I, we like it. <laughs> I think it's the same. Like, we, we like yeah. it. So
0: <laughs> and like also like. Mm-hmm. To that point we did this for like three years where nobody listened so we, yeah
1: <laughs> there you know, used to be we used to be hyped when a podcast got over 15 listens we were yeah. ecstatic we were like, oh wow like how that many people find us today <laughs> so uh yeah that's that's the answer appreciate you rj last email uh this 17 minutes ago i think this came in during the email section What's well, popping post up pop tarts morning, guys. Quick thought for you. Remember last two year's when it seemed that every uh, game that Rob Williams started uh, began with Marcus floating him in a lob attempt. It got the offense going quick, positive note or on a quick, positive note Tuesday night against the Nets. I wonder how much of the early game post-up action was in a similar vein. Sorry, I got hit with the hiccups when I started this. Take advantage of inside opportunities for quick, relatively easy points to get everyone settled into the offense. The equivalent of a pop tart, the basketball equivalent of a pop tart. Simple and tasty to get you started. All part of a well balanced breakfast or game plan. Just a thought. Be well. I think it was equal parts that and equal parts spite. <laughs> Genuinely, it was definitely
0: spite. Like this is a curb episode. If curb was basketball related, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but two. Kind of funny. The Pop Tarts was the example here because I'm pretty sure the Pop Tart guy just died. Like the owner or not owner, the founder, what? whatever, creator. Pop Tarts just died. Yeah, rip. Uh, seriously, rip. No,
1: rest in peace.
0: Yeah, it was, I saw it on Twitter.
1: 96, though respect. Oh yeah, no, no, no. He got his licks. In, but
0: yeah, he <laughs> <yeah>. did. <laughs> we wanted to make. They're making a Pop Tart movie. Seinfeld's doing it.
1: Respect. You, you can make one. Yeah.
0: Uh, but I like the post ups. I mean, we we did a whole post up segment already. So RJ's on the same wavelength <laughs> as us, and it's just like a controlled, consistent way to play offense to me. There's a reason why. Teams for years ran their whole offense out of the post. It was because guys were less skilled, but also because it's effective.
1: Agreed. Uh Favorite flavor of Pop-Tart? Thoughts?
0: Oh, it's a good question.
1: The cinnamon had... one with the frosting is good. Cookies and cream is good. Cookies and cream. is good. Is good. S'mores is also great. Yeah. yeah. Two bangers. I mean, three back-to-back-to-back you hit. So I agree. All right, with that, let's jump over to the NBA section, see what's going on around the league. I'll pull up the standings like I always do, uh, and we'll see how the I'll team's do. <clears throat> Much appreciated. All right, Celtics. Comfortable lead in the east. Six games. They're now dude. There's seven and a half games up on the Bucks. That's crazy. They are laughing the field. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. The Bucks, by the way, <laughs> spiraling four and six. Cavs still hot at nine and one. Celtics eight and two in their last ten with a five-game win streak. They're still hot. Uh the rest of the top of the east, though, outside of the Celtics and the Cavs, is no one else in the East is that great. No one else is even seven and three. Next best is the six and four uh Knicks, six and four Hawks, six and four magic in their last ten. Everyone else not great so the celtics are really taking advantage of this time same with the Cavs to get ahead of the pack which is good like you string together mid yeah. wins even when you're not playing your best so respect um but <clears throat> the pistons sam four and six still even though they lost two like they're back pistons. You.
0: we talked about bobby it's like they watch out for the pistons
1: genuinely do you think the pistons are better than the wizards because i kind of do yes they truly I do they are it's not, I think, not the bit. Like there, they're, they're about to catch them. They're, what, one game behind? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're literally the yeah. only game behind.
0: I'd rather be I, the Pistons and the Wizards, mm-hmm.
1: too. And also, the Bulls are only, what, three and a half games out of the, the playoffs? And it's kind of crazy that they are slowly grinding their way up there, them and the Hawks.
0: I know, right? <clears> they're going.
1: Exactly. I being out for the season does wonders for your team, just <laughs> by subtraction. Just, like, look how good the Knicks were with Randall out. It's the same. The, they're, they're the best team ever. I think it's the opposite. I think they've been worse since he's been out. Maybe it's OG. You're right. It's it's OG, not Randall. Oh, they yeah. need OG back. Okay, he's a good, good player. Randall, yeah. not so much. <laughs> the the Bulls thing uh, is the she's done miracles on me. <laughs> Just <laughs> love you, <laughs> Uh Out west, top of the West is still standing firm, although the Timberwolves are slowly getting that lead back. They're now two games up on the Clips and the Nuggets, and one game up on the Thunder. They've won three in a row. They're finding their footing again, but the West is hot. Lakers, Warriors, Mavs, all seven and three in their last ten, uh, including as are the Clippers and the Timberwolves. Then the Thunder, Nuggets, Suns, Pelicans, uh, are all six and four. So they they're they're hot out there in the West. Kings are five and five. The bottom of the West is still the bottom of the West, but the Warriors, five in a row now, Sam. Uh, they're back, kind of. <laughs> they're kind of back. Uh, as are the Mavs, who have won five in a row too. So. Yeah, I anything, mean, anything surprising out West? You're starting to see some things take shape. Draymond going around on the the
0: barbecue slap tour where he just slaps everybody. Called out <laughs> Nurkic <laughs> and Katie on his little podcast there, and then Nurkic mm-hmm. was like, "Don't spend too much time on the podcast. Don't you have a therapy appointment to go to?"
1: That Not, that no, back and forth with therapy. Therapy rules. When I read it, I thought it was the fake Draymond account. I can't lie. <laughs> but Draymond
0: is spectacular. Special, um, I don't know. I mean, Warriors being
1: decent again is another team that could knock out the Lakers. I'm in. Mm -hmm. Agree. Next thing, speaking of the Lakers, the Warriors as well. And the 76ers called them up. They say, Hey, y'all want to trade LeBron James? Rob Polanco was like, Hey, fuck off. Basically. uh, Is that kind of how that went down? This is reporting from Woj and Ramona Shelburne at ESPN. Uh, Basically saying the Warriors made an unsuccessful bid to convince the Lakers and LeBron James to pair him with Steph Curry. Warriors were eager to present a package uh, deal to LA, but neither Lakers nor James wanted to explore it. Basically that, and then as far as the the Sixers thing, Maury called said, "Hey, you know what about this?" Polinka said, "No." Palinka responded by saying, "Hey." And bead available, and that ended the conversation. So, uh, mm. I I think that is the funniest thing that's come out of this to me. Just Plunkett being like, "Yeah, yeah, give us some bead, brother," and he's like, "Uh, uh, click, see you later." <laughs> um, like, you said it on talking seas, or maybe just in conversation. You have to ask, right? You have yeah, to yeah. If you're a
0: GM, you have to do you have to do your like little rounds. But it is funny. I I know we already kind of talked about this out there, but the the calls coming in and actually like being somewhat significant to where they're getting reported. They're kind of getting reported because they're funny too, but like <laughs> other people think maybe there's reason for them to not
1: keep this together. I mean, I get it. And I think we haven't even mentioned the Bronny part. Like maybe they're like, Hey, he could leave you anyways. Like what? Uh, yeah. is
0: true. Um, or so, they're like, we're going to draft his kid anyway.
1: I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Obviously I don't think it would ever happen. I don't think they'd trade LeBron James. I still don't think they will. I think the only end to this is he leaves. Um, but we'll see what happens. It is it is funny. This this is the ultimate. We're reporting this because it will get clicks. And God damn it, it got yeah. clicks. So
0: got clicks, there you go. Everyone's talking about it. It's funny. Apparently Draymond <laughs> texted LeBron. was mm. like, I, "I did you see this?
1: No, but I saw a meme that said Clay when Draymond and Steph were trying to trade his bum ass at the deadline. <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
0: I'm pretty sure this was in like the Woj article. Was like Draymond probably was like. I mean, what do you think? Probably,
1: yeah. That's all-time stuff. LeBron joining the Warriors
0: would suck for Warriors fans. I think.
1: I think that's a rival. I don't think LeBron would want it either. He's like, nah, fuck this team. They beat me every time. I (laughs) don't want to join them. (laughs) Which I think. I think it's like the same for the fans. Like they're like, I don't want this guy. Fuck it. I think it's a close equivalent to him joining the Celtics at this point for both. Oh, yeah. And, the and Celtics teak. Disaster. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of a disaster, the refs had one in the recent Knicks mm, Rockets game. Jalen Brunson. Very mad. I have the video locked I, and loaded. I'm so mad for them, it. but I don't even like Um them. So this was the win. play. Uh, the Knicks are contesting this because they ended up losing this game because Aaron Holiday got free throws on this last second shot attempt. Terrible. The, Terrible. They called a foul. On inexcusable. Brunson. And they immediately admitted it after the game that this wasn't a foul. They said is, nope, shouldn't have been a foul.
0: This is a fireable offense.
1: That's really. Bad. I'm not. I'm not like being sarcastic. <clears throat> he almost made that shit too. It's kind They're, of crazy.
0: <laughs> that when I saw it live or not live, when I saw this for the first time, that was my only thought. I was like, oh, like they were like, what if that was like thrown off because he got hit? Like maybe we should reward him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But bad. You know how I feel about this shit. And and you don't like it either. You don't like you said no ticky tacks in the last thirty seconds. I think that could not be more perfect. Mm-hmm. This should never even be a debate. If it's a heave, unless you get speared, it's not a foul. Sorry. It's
1: not. I agree. In that situation, definitely. Um the Knicks uh what is it? Contested it. They contested Challenged. whatever it is. Challenge it. Sent it the word. to the league. And was like, um you believe this. They filed a a complaint, complaint. and they – I don't know. I saw a report today that said, like, there's a legitimate chance it gets, like – yeah, they redo. But uh, my question is, and we haven't talked about this, what happens to the bets that were placed in that game?
0: I think as of now, all the people that bet the way it turned out, like in favor of Houston, will get their money. It's overturned. It might be a push for the Knicks fans. I think,
1: yeah, I think push get it back.
0: But I don't know. That's a good. That's actually a good question. I'm very that puts another wrinkle that. into it. Yeah, it does. But,
1: uh, speaking of another wrinkle, we've talked about Grant Williams far too often on this podcast since he's not in the Celtics. But we've got more. Did you see this? Or did, this no? Is the first I'm I'm, I'm you this. seeing this. <clears throat> let me let me read it to you. Wendy reporting. I would say one of the ways Grant Williams rubbed people the wrong way, the yap, yap, yapping, obviously, that's kind of a part of it with him, which is charmingly obnoxious if he's productive and it's grating uh, when he's not. But he didn't report in good shape. And Grant Williams, not in good shape, is not a good defender. Grant Williams has proven throughout the course of his career when he gets in shape, he could be an impactful mm-hmm. defender. But that's not the guy the Mavericks got, uh, which is just – oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, Grant. All they were he was talking the how big Grant's guns looked in the summer. I know. He was like, look how strong I am. He's yeah. the of you
0: think the, he uh, would like, match. maybe he was just like, I want to get paid and then I don't care. But you think he would have been more serious after getting paid and also looking at the first impression on a team. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, like you don't picture that. Maybe he was just so excited to be like, he was legitimately like, I think we talked about him as their third best player on that team, like heading into the year. So it was like, maybe he just got a little bit too big for his britches and now he's humbled in Charlotte and winning again. So back, uh, yeah, <laughs> back down to earth. In.
0: He went and he played for the historic <laughs> franchise that is the Charlotte Hornets. And he said, look at all
1: these points. I'm about to score. Is there a better team in the NBA with a better chance for Grant to get his number retired?
0: <laughs> Pelicans.
1: Sure. Maybe they basically. have legitimately no
0: history. Um, mm-hmm. but,
1: hey, Hornets Clippers. are up there. Hornets up there.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm just quickly doing the rounds in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teams. I suppose you could look at like Toronto if he like went up there and was really good because they don't have as much of a history. Memphis, yeah, like Tony Allen's numbers retired in Memphis and he was great for them, but like he was not like the best player on a title team. Like it's not it's not like getting your number retired for the Celtics type
1: thing. Hundred percent, yeah. There's no there's no real comparison. All right, next thing we got. Uh, is the Clippers sending players home. So we saw this first P.J. Tucker, then more news came out about Bones Highland. Shams Trani reporting <laughs> development. The Clippers sent home two players, Bones Highland and P.J. Tucker, from their road trip versus the Warriors tonight. Both are expected to rejoin the team after the All-Star break. Now, Bones Highland's one thing, right? He probably mm-hmm. wants to play. P.J. Tucker's same thing. They both want to play, and they're not. Whatever. P.J. Tucker going from complaining, not playing, to, now nah, I'm good, I don't want to buy out, to sent home. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, it's like ultimate rubber band back and forth. What are we doing? So uh, this is just this all time shit. This is great. PJ Tucker
0: being upset is so funny to me. It's just like, I don't know, man, you're with your buddy Harden. You're still on the team. You're collecting a paycheck. I get that you have a passion for the game, but like you you weren't playing great this year. You were just out there running when he was playing for the Sixers. He barely did anything. The playoffs,
1: it was a big deal when he made baskets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I kind of hope PJ gets bought out. Cause I've said on this podcast before, even though I know it's a terrible idea, I'd be in on PJ's back guy for Boston. Yeah, just but...
0: Someone to beat up everybody else.
1: I know. I know it's a bad idea. Like my, like brain says, no heart says yes. So that's, that's the dichotomy. That's the issue we're running with here, uh, but we'll see what happens. And bones Highland. Like, I feel like he'd be a guy teams could take a chance on like the Hornets. or the Spurs or these teams that are going nowhere fast. Like just pick him up. Why not? He's, he's good. And Denver, but last thing, um, Kyle Kuzma, respect. So Kuzma was reportedly offered a trade to the Mavericks at the deadline. And this is from Josh Robbins of The Athletic. Quote from Kuzma. There was a point in time, Dallas, they definitely did want me. Winger, which is their GM, I think, um, presented me with that trade and was like, obviously, uh, and he obviously didn't want to trade me and kind of left the decision up to me a little bit and asked me what I wanted to do. I told him I wanted to stay and continue to build something that was kind of the end of it. Uh, Continued on. In my career, I've won a championship. So I understand that when we play this game of basketball, it's not about contending for a playoff spot. It's about contending for an NBA championship. There's only like three or four contenders, true contenders. I just felt like our timelines didn't add up or line up talking about Dallas, which is like, I'd rather be in Washington than Dallas is all time.
0: (laughs) Well, here's what I have to say about Kuzma. One, I can see the point. Especially like the way we talk on this show, it's like championship or no matter what, you know. But for the Wizards, part of the process to winning a championship is getting in the playoffs with that group. Yep. And of course, they are building towards that. They're going to continue to try and put pieces there where they can compete with the younger core. Even though Kuzma is almost like thirty, so I mean, I don't. I'm not convinced Kuzma is part of their championship plan. So watch yourself, buddy. That, that's really the take.
1: Yeah, I agree. I like Kuzma. I respect that he wants to stay in Washington and build. I'm like, good for you, man. Respect. All respect. Mm, yeah. But saying like, I don't want to just make the playoffs I want to win title when like that is the logical next thing for this Wizards team is like I, I don't think he is for also for the I don't think he's there when they make the playoffs next, to be honest. I think he'll be gone. I think they'll trade him correct. The regardless. So he's gonna be for, part for, of
0: bringing in whatever talent yeah. helps them be good again.
1: Mm-hmm. And that not not that he's not a good player, but he also doesn't fit their timeline. So Never. I think he would have been good in Dallas, too. I think Dallas could have won a yeah, lot Maybe you just didn't want to play with Luca. Possible. I saw something today that Luca's play style rubs people the wrong way. So maybe you're a little bit right. Uh, I think that's they, a thing.
0: Like nobody wants to just sit there and watch.
1: It happens. You got to find the right guys to play with. Porzingis is basically way. said it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to find the right guys who want to play with a guy like that. Like I don't think it's a knock on Luca. That's just how he plays. And you need to find guys because he's, I mean, he's a legitimately great player. So you got to find guys that are willing to play that role. And we'll see that happens, but. Let's jump to the rat list here. Uh, I don't have much, so we this probably won't be a really long one, because I didn't... I mean, yeah. I, I sit in the house all day. Like, yesterday, I grinded out 10 articles. Uh, my one and only rat list, and then I can let you take over. I was playing Valorant the other day. Do you know Valorant? Do you know of it? I'm aware of Valorant, yeah. So we played five games of Valorant, me and my buddies. We went two and three. You're like, oh, not bad. Right. The two games we won were... The other team was botting, which if you don't know what botting is, it's when guys buy accounts so they can sell it. So they're trying to sell like iron accounts, which is like the lowest rank. And so they just like came in the game and just let us win in four rounds. Like they surrendered. So the only two games we won during the night (laughs) was when the other team didn't exist. Like it was literally bots. And then the next day, my buddy and I played and we played an entire 25, 30 round match and then once you get into overtime, after both teams get a chance, you have the option to vote for a tie. And it's, like, known in the game. it's, like, don't tie. It's, like, just play the game. Yeah. We tied. Which means we literally got zero rank. Like, nothing. It was, like, a waste of time. It's been a rough two days on the video games for you, boy, is all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> rough day for me yesterday, too. Ratless, Man League. Play Man League with my friends. Off. I got killed. I'm not a football guy. Not <laughs> who was it? Could, Frank? Couldn't, Anybody no, beat you? No, no, no. Frank doesn't beat me. Uh <laughs> no, it was my friend McKenna. But he the ratless part of this is he was like up like 40 points or something because I couldn't get a stop. I was scoring like every once in a while, like I wasn't that bad, but I could not get a stop. And I was just like laying the clock running call a timeout when I had the ball with one second left. And I was furious. I just wanted to go back to my game and, and like enjoy playing Xbox besides so the list, and list the snow because the snow's back uh like snow. and, and people y- you say this every time like <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> no, tell don't. you why I don't like the snow uh people on the road today despite the road if you just isolated the road looking without like the sides of the road you could think it was a day that it might have just rained in like June there's no snow on the road and they act like there's a lot of snow on the road it's remarkable yeah.
1: to yeah tough so yeah quick one look. uh sorry quick. for the quick rat list We got stuff to do, and I mean, I think we just haven't really done much since the last round. Maybe if something happens. Yeah, maybe we'll have more later tonight. Anyways, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Make sure to subscribe to How About Them Celtics. Check out the website, too. We're up and running there. Check out all the talk and see stuff. Do all the ratings on the audio platforms. You know, I love that, and I'll let Sam take it out. Yeah, thank you very much for watching.
0: Subscribe. Hit the notification bell. We do videos every single day. Pods. Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Talking seas Monday, Friday, Wednesday. Don't know why I said it like that. Whatever. Uh, game recaps days after games, other days, other videos, half hour before every game, we're live. So hit the bell. You won't miss any of it. Spotify and Apple, follow us there. You'll get the audio versions of pods and game recaps right through your inbox. Emails, definitely send us an email, hbtcpod at gmail.com. We read them. We appreciate you. You can also follow us on social at with MCs, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook is just the name of the pod. Streams are there and on YouTube and on Twitter. Jack's Twitter is at jacks 20 NBA. Mine's at Sam O'Franston. It is it for